ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everything that's in between the two genders, welcome to another edition of The Ryan Show FM with your host, Ryan Vernell. If you know me, you know that I don't normally sound like this, but I'm fighting feverishly against the common cold this week. And that's why our broadcast has sort of been cut in half. We're playing half Ryan Show FM material, half Fox Boys radios, what's going on? But it's still me you stuck with either way. So thanks for joining us. Strap in and be prepared for two hours of non-stop broadcasting entertainment at its finest. For the first half, I'm going to be joined by Energetic, a popular Long Island rapper who has started his own radio program, premiering, actually premiered last week on uh, News LI Radio. That's 103.9 FM, one of the big talk platforms out here on Long Island. The show's called The Advocate. You can catch it every Friday night at 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time where he discusses Long Island community, the connections to hip-hop, and he puts his microscope on positive music stemming from Long Island and beyond. For the second half of tonight's broadcast, we're going to be enjoying this week's episode of What's Going On. We give a little Super Bowl preview. We talk some basketball. A lot's changed in the past few days aka Kyrie Irving has gone to the Dallas Mavs but besides that it's all still very relevant information now without further ado sit back roll one up light it up and enjoy let's go Upon a time not long in the past Where thugs wore Tim's and lived life fast Well also broken kids misunderstood And people misbehaving disrespect the hood There was a good boy who was misled By bad gang members who messed up his head Me and you Quan, we gon' make some bread By robbing innocent folks and leaving for dead they did the job, money was a breeze But Quan couldn't stop us like he had a disease He robbed the father and the mother and the sister and the brother Not knowing he was about to rob a DT undercover The cop reacted when he pulled out the ratchet Said freeze, drop it, or I'll let you have it Punched him in his belly and he crossed his jaw Just then little kids walked out the store That's when things started getting more frisky He pressed the barrel against the cop's kidney The cop dropped his gun, Quan starts to figure I'll do life if I kill this nigga Tucks the gun and runs up the street Cops radios into mad police Said it by the set that he saw the cabin Got shot at duck top back and kept clapping Look round running from expectations He decided to head for the Sunoco station But they was coming so he made a right Ran out of breath and jacked the car at the lights Asked the old lady out and swore he killed her Looked down in relief the gas tank was filled Rings down called mad with the pedal to the floor Hit Elmore and guess who he saw Rust the base head smoking dust who don't know the meaning of toothpaste, no brush? Quan said, I need bullets, hurry up, run! The bass head pulled out the spanking chrome gun. He raced up the block, face full of sweat. Crashed into a tree near New York Tech. Escaped alive, though the car was wrecked. Full of anxiety, not knowing what's next. Gripped his gats, getting ready for static. Rattled, tat, tatted, and all the shots scattered. Ran out of bullets, and he really started shooting. She told the cops, back off, or the old man gets it. Deep in his heart, he knew he was wrong So he had no choice but to die strong Sirens sound when he seemed astounded 
But for a long little prong got grounded His blood flow, the scene got gory And this is the way I had to end the story He was only 16 in the madman's dream At the funeral I still hear his mom scream This ain't funny so don't you dare laugh The devil will lure you down the wrong path Straight and narrow all that's that Good night Knock him out the box, Boomer Knock him out, son back welcome boys and girls this is another edition of the ryan show fm and it takes great honor for me to introduce this next guest this is a buddy of mine a pal of mine someone that i've been working with for weeks now i want to say maybe seven to eight weeks behind the scenes although i've known of him for quite some time he can be heard on 103.9 fm long island news radio every friday night at 10 o'clock p.m and if you miss it don't worry you can catch it the next night saturday at 10 o'clock p.m., the show's called The Advocate, and The Advocate himself is here with us today, the one and only Danny Rivera, also known as Energetic. And let's get this straight, too, because it's spelt energetic. So a lot of people pronounce it energetic, but then I hear people say energetic. So let's just get this out of the way right now. How do you pronounce the name? Energetic. So it's a silent E. Yes. So the silent, so it's energetic. Okay, I'm just making sure that I'm saying it right. Why, the reason why is I was trying to spell energetic, uh-huh. right? And um, <laughs> you can laugh at this. In middle school, a woman named Mrs. Bucks took me into computer cl- like, in, in the computer class, and I was very hyper. She's like, and I was like rapping too at the same time. So she goes, "What is your name?" I said, "Energetic." She goes, "Spell it." So I go, "E." She goes, "Sound it out like E N J E T I C." And I and I give it to her. She goes. That's not how you spell it. I look at it. I'm like, I'm taking that. I'm taking that. Wow. At least there's a real origin story there. How old were you during that that incident? Well, that's great. So you've been doing this. The name. I was already given the name by Tone Capone from Death Squad. He gave wow. me the name because we were in the studio when I was 10 years old. My dad's studio, artwork studios downstairs. And I started screaming in the mic going crazy because I was a hyper kid. And he's, You're very energetic. And I said, Ooh. Wow. And that so, forever. We mentioned your talk show. We mentioned The Advocate, but it started way before The Advocate. It really started with music. Like you mentioned, 12 years old, you rapping, but you were born into this, man. You've got family that's been doing this. Your dad was one of these originators. There's so many people that don't get recognized as the building blocks of hip hop and that whole culture and music behind the scene. It was the engineers where it were the people, the, the posses behind the scenes. It were the guys with the guns protecting the rappers, preventing them from being killed. There was so much that went into the behind the scenes and you were born into this. Your pops was a big staple behind the scenes of long Island hip hop. So let's start there. Who exactly was your dad and what did he do back then? Just so I, I want to catch up on the whole family history here. 
Well, let, let's break it down. Let's go all the way down to my grandfather's brother. He actually paid. He actually was the person that paid money for the telephone. That that record, that old record, the telephone. Not wow. a lot of people know that. So he was actually a financer who actually paid actually for that song. And that's when my dad, my dad fell in love with hip hop. But I'm, he always told me a story how he loved it after basically um, he saw that. You know what I'm saying? So my dad seen that. So that's way back. And dad did, um, dad was actually in the pre-recording. I'm talking about when Dana Dane was writing Nightmares wow. of the Night. You understand? Insane. And my dad was going to work with Sam Jacobs Jr. <clears throat> my dad made a record too. That not a lot of people that people know is called the Gucci Man, but somebody took it from him. He never really gets to sell, tell that story. But my father had uh, with his partner, they both made the record called the Gucci Man. Never got brought up, but let's now it's going to Long Island. He found um, my dad was in a group called the Crustified Dibs. Mm -hmm. The what? Yeah. yeah. You said say that name one more time. My father worked with Ra the Rugged Man. Oh, so he was okay. That's right. If you ever hear like the original with him, they all yeah. screaming at the Crustify, the rough Puerto Rican. Not a lot of people say that. Shout out to R, much love. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, break that down. You know, get that right out. More um, Bismarcky, he messed with. He messed with a lot of people. That like, again, <clears throat> um. <laughs> We're on the show anyway. Um, my dad worked too with um my dad actually co-managed for a while K Solo. Wow. Yeah. My so dad just ingrained into the Long Island hip hop scene. And that's one of the more overlooked is the word I like to use. Because it's really it's right next to New York City. Even though there's been so many great MCs to come from Long Island, many of which had critical acclaim behind their music, they don't even necessarily uh, like for instance, guys like Eric Sermon, we all know that they're from Long Island. Guys like Keith Murray, mm -hmm. but I feel like the mainstream audience just doesn't give Long Island the roses they deserve. Do you feel uh, like a hip hop artist scared? Way too, them are scared because if you look at it, you had Rock Him, Method Man. People, people, you realize that Method Man. You had Keith. You had K Solo. EPMD, one of the founders. Yeah, Rock Him. Rock Him is the is the big one. The fact that Rock Him was from Long Island and still gets so overlooked to me is just crazy. Rock Him to me is the goat. What about LO Cool J? He was born out here. I feel a lot of guys were born like Method Man was born out here, but he grew up elsewhere. A lot of guys are born somewhere, and then that's a little bit more understandable. Prodigy. Wasn't Prodigy Queens? I thought he was Hempstead. They always they always said that he was like from like Hempstead over there. Was he? See, and that just goes to if that is true, that just goes to show. I I thought Prodigy. Uh, if, you was from Queens, see, but if, if you ever see, they always put up Busta Rhymes. They always put up Leaders of the New School. They always put up De La Soul, and then they always put up Prodigy. Like if you ever see like the Long Island, like the Long Island when they put Strong Island, you see Prodigy, you see Keith. Okay, I see right now. Prodigy was born on my birthday, by the way. Not to make about me or anything. November second, Hepstead, New York, but was raised in Lefrak City. I understand. And that's a lot of a lot of that. Um, you know that then that's a little bit more understandable how Long Island gets overlooked. But even now, who would you say is the last great artist, commercially recognized artist, to come from LI? We got two. You got Keith and you got Reek the Villain. 
because there's another cat that came from out here, young kid, and he was actually what am I talking about? Billionaire. You talking about rap or just regular music? Hip hop, not about regular music. There's been some people that come from Long Island that blow up from not billionaire. You know what I'm saying? If you really look at it, what if another person was coming up, Jerry Robinson, right now? Mm. Jerry just got signed with Strange. Um, dang, who else? That's a good. That's a really good question. I don't I, like. There's another kid in Young Legacy. That kid. Uh, who's that kid that Drewski co-signed out here? Tony Marino. He's a good kid. He was actually at the show. He was there. That's my dude. Now, if I'm not mistaken, he's related to Drewski somehow. Oh, he is. I'm pretty sure it. that they're that they're blood cousins. You can somehow, see it. Yeah, the slick back hair. They kind of, yeah. Except Tony's got that real Italian look. Yo, to me, Drewski doesn't have the Irish look. He looks like the blonde-haired Italian. Drewski doesn't look Irish to me. He looks like a blonde Italian. Yeah, he's a good dude. I like Drewski. Drewski always keeps it real, and Drewski has his ear to the what really. Like, listen, man, Drewski reminds me of K. Slay. He does have his ear to the streets, and he is bringing, for what it's worth, people are listening to drill music, so he's tapping into what the kids want to hear. But we talk about how Long Island doesn't have this presence, how there hasn't been an artist recently to find real commercial success in hip-hop from Long Island. And then there's you putting these shows together, putting this this uh, this uh, talk show together on 103.9 to really highlight the music that is here on Long Island. Before we get into the show... I have to give you your roses, man. You put together arguably the craziest show that I've ever been to on Long Island. Craziest hip-hop show. If you listen to the show, you saw me promoting it over those weeks. It was, uh, it was uh, I forgot what it was called, but it was some type of showcase that had myself, Drewski, Gabe from Power 105. People showcase. A couple other executives sit there and pick winners. You had over 30 artists perform. How many people showed up? 500 people. It was so hit to capacity. <laughs> It's insane. So it was shut down. And this was on this was on Long Island. Once again, we don't really see shows like this out there. You have to go into New York to see a show like that normally. Brooklyn is probably closest you'll find something. And for what you did, man, I just got to say, yeah, uh, you know, really putting a presence for Long Island back on the map. So for you personally, how much does it mean to put that spotlight on Long Island and give that type of a showcase to artists from here? I got a shout out to Will because Will called me up and he's like, yo, I need, you know what I'm saying? Yo, E. And I hit Will and I'm like, you know what? I start. I was, my main goal was to, to start getting everybody seen out here and really gear up. I want to shout out to L.I. on the radar, Rich, Rocky and them. You know, definitely, yo, bro, you killed it with the promotion. I was like, yeah. When I had you, I was like, yeah. And isn't that crazy how we became like, after that, we started to realize that you and me were, were is such a power force together. Yo, so there's certain types of energy, man, you can't teach. I will say this, those that are listening, before we go to this break, as we go to this break, go to Eng Energetics Instagram, Danny Rivera's Instagram, so you can see everything he's going into. You are one of the hardest working dudes on Long Island right now. There's a certain type of energy behind you. And when you see somebody with that energy, a culture vulture like me must harness it. <laughs> Nobody go anywhere, folks. This is the Rancho FM. We got Energetic in Studio, Danny Rivera. Follow him on IG, Energetic underscore 2026. We'll get soon. This is Kicking it with the funk lord himself. E-double. Hitting switches. 
And we about to get stupid So you know Yo E Check Mic check Here I go again Check me out Bust the flavor You know my clout What from rugged the contact I hit you with To make your head split Trip and do a backflip I swing it hardcore Like an orangutan I bring it wicked And freak the funk swing Like goddamn Yeah dude Gnarly fucking A I don't play though My nickname ain't Clay It's the E-double Mac a frammer Bust a grammar My style is sickening Like Rosanna Plus I'm funky like Atomic Dog Boy you can't see me I'm thick of the fog So save that drama Here's a floppy disk Don't risk it Booyah That's my biscuit On the mic I cover every angle I square, try bar to a rectangle I mean that with a passion, self-being When I rock the mic, it's worth seeing So cop a squat and parlay With the E-O-I-C-K While I'm hitting switches Everybody's got to stay warm out there. It's getting chillier and chillier by the day. It's like winter didn't even hit in New York, yet Danny, somehow, I'm sick as a dog. I don't know what happened to me. I'm recording this show last minute. Normally, we'll record this show hmm, two days before submission, edit it. But me, I just laid in bed, laid in bed suffering. But now here we are. The show must go on. So to anyone out there, word of advice, 
what made me feel better, Danny, it wasn't any type of uh, Benadryl or Tylenol. It was uh, it was ginger shots. You ever had ginger shots before? Yes. Those things are powerful, man. Took me right out of bed and brought me here. So big shouts to those wonderful people that created those ginger shots and sold them to me dirt cheap over in Costco. This show <laughs> must go on. We talked um, on break about how we had met multiple times, but my short-term memory is just so horrible. I completely forgot. You had been seeing some of these crazy-ass events that we were throwing over the years, Danny. Yeah, of course. Listen, I remember I was telling you before the cast, you guys did it in, in Southampton. You guys yeah, did the, the old stove pub with a yeah. big horse in front. It was crazy. Yes. Yes. It was oh a dope event. Everybody was rapping. It was a straight-up New York City looking. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So what was so cool about these shows back in the Hamptons, when we started doing live broadcasts in the Hamptons, it was the most white bread crowd you can imagine. It's all the kids I grew up with. Surprisingly, they actually came out and supported. Big shouts to all the, the kids from high school I grew up with. We were throwing these live variety shows in 2017. It was very whitewashed. Great people. But then if you look one year later, it was like you said, it was like a New York City show. We brought the hood to the Hamptons. And man, I'll tell you this. Those white people from high school were nowhere to be found. So it was still way more lit, way more people there. And there were still some diversity. There were a few that that's, that weren't afraid to come in and intertwine and intermingle. But it was like we shut the Hamptons down, man. No, it the was other, wild out there. The other thing was is the vans that came with the weed. Yeah. Back Yo, I'm so glad you remember that. So before <laughs> any of these weed parties, I don't want to say I allegedly was one of the pioneers of these weed parties where we'd, we'd bring the stands up and, and sell the pot outside or whatever. It's not sell. No one's selling pot. Uh, giving it away. Giving away medicine to people, right? But, dude, it was like an apothecary. I always talk about it. Have you ever been to any of those shows at Tavern Lounge before yeah. those shows in the hands? The shows at Tavern Lounge were truly, truly epic. Truly, truly epic. So, oh. you know, I'm bringing all this up for good reason, Danny, because we, you and I, are putting together something on Long Island for these artists, and it's coming up very soon. So just to anybody, a lot of people that are listening to the show, everybody's a rapper these days, right? Everybody is an artist or an influencer or something like that. How can they reach out to you to be heard, get booked for one of these upcoming shows? Where can they contact you directly? You can contact me on um, the Instagram for right now, and then the website, the DNA dot com i mean dot net and hit me up because you're going to see all the information but you definitely if you really want to get in contact with me you're serious go to enj.etic2026 instagram hit me up or you can go to althea dublos because that's the management althea dublos or you can go to steve khan steve khan um inof info beats at gmail.com. Awesome. Now, it's not just live shows. One of the cool parts about The Advocate is that you're putting a highlight on positive music. In a day and age where a lot of hip-hop is centered around women and guns and money, drugs, all that fun stuff, you're putting the highlight on music that really brings out the best in people, right? So, like, I guess you'd say conscious rap. Is it still called conscious rap? let say backpack. Backpack rap? You know, before we get into that, you know, that's changed now. I don't know if you saw, but apparently Biggie was a backpack rapper. Yeah. Did you see them talking about that? Who was that? Most Def? Yeah, Most Def saying, talking about it from, I know, I'm a quality And But he was saying that backpack rapper didn't mean kindness. He's saying that he had the gat in the knapsack. 
So was, a backpack rapper ain't always peaceful. Depends what's in the backpack. Black poet. I think that was Black Poet. Did Black Poet? So, someone recently got interviewed and was talking about, I think it was Most Dev, and they were calling him a, a backpack rapper. And he's like, look, that's not, that doesn't mean I'm not a gangster. Biggie was a backpack rapper. Had the Mac and the knapsack and the lumberjack. With the hat to match. Exactly. <laughs> so that being said, artists out there, we already talked about they can reach out to you to do some type of live show. How are you finding this music? Positive music. This is what happens. So I've been scouring the areas and looking, right? I go on people's pages, right? And I start looking, right? I, listen, I'm going to be honest with everybody. I'm looking all the time. You're from Long Island. I'm looking at you guys all the time. You might not know, but I watch. What I do is I go on, type in. You look at these rappers, the kids that are getting known, the ones that's getting seen. I go and I watch them all the time, and I go, wait a minute. Why are we going this view right here? That's It's going to be a dead end at the end of the day. Because if you really look at it, with music with no substance can't last. Yeah. How many errors have you and me seen with no substance music was so like, remember Rich Boy? Rich Boy. Duh, duh. Yeah, in and out. All these guys, they're, they're, the songs are lit while they're lit. Mo Bamba. You know, Mo Bamba's getting traded. We were thinking about the song the other day, how it was lit for a couple of years. You're right. A lot of this music is not timeless music. Some of the stats came in recently for New York City Radio, and Hot 97 and Power 105 were rated lower than the New York City hip hop throwback station. I think it's what 94.7. Yeah, I heard about that. What's his name? Little um, what's what's his name? DJ um, Master C. Ron G's over there. Oh, Mr. C's over there too. Yeah, Mr. C's over there. Ron, Ron G. Over there? Ron G's over there. Yeah, he, he was at ninety eight one. He was actually at our Boston station, left, and now he's over at uh at ninety four seven. I think it's ninety four seven in New York. Him years ago. It's just crazy, and it just shows though that good music lasts the test of time. I love Ron G. Ron G. Give me an ill shout out, man. This is DJ Ron G, and I want to go energetic, and my boy unique. I'm like, yeah, I love Ron G. Ron G's a legend. Ranji did my favorite deadly combinations. Yo, Ranji has put out some crazy mixtapes back in the day. When it comes to hip hop standing the test of time, it's hard to hear a lot of new music that does hold up, but there is some out there that definitely does. Like there is some new music that comes out that I do feel will hold up. What is it that measures a song that makes it so great? Is it the content in the song? Is it the music itself? Like being having such an ear and doing all this research and looking at all these people, like how do you start? to judge and figure out what's what the period of time where it comes from like that feeling that in the club still gives you exactly you understand like the feeling it gives you it's true like if we if you and me right now probably put on what was that kid's name um not soldier boy who's that other kid that came up with soldier boy and he did that other song and everybody thought he was going to be one of the biggest after soldier boy you know there could have been so many. There, there were so many one-hit wonders. We're just in a day and age of these one-hit wonder trap-esque. Hurricane, Hurricane Chris. Hurricane oh, wow. Hurricane Chris. Yeah, R.I.P. Didn't, did he die or did he kill someone recently? R.I.P. whoever he took out. Yeah. I think he recently killed someone. Hurricane, allegedly. Yes, he did. Hurricane Chris, right, <laughs> was supposed to be, I think, even bigger than Soldier Boy, right? Mm. I remember this because that's my era. What about what's his name? King Kong in the car. King Kong. King Kong. Like, we can hear those songs and still love them. But if you listen to, like, Crank That Now, right? You're going to still love it. 
but it ain't gonna hit as hard as it did back then. It's true. Waka Flocka. Waka Flocka is another one. It put out some bangers. Yo, Waka Flocka is the reason why there's a Fabio Forum. Is the reason why there's drill rap. Let's get this. Let's just get this out in the open. That's his whole style. Not literally the beats, but his delivery, you mean? Yeah, with bow, gang, gang, gang. Yeah, they're you know what? He did it. a lot of those ad libs. You're right. He did a lot of those ad libs the first. They're the ones that said that in the whole industry. They're the first people that ever said that. Gang, gang, gang. Bow. Then in the way they move and the movements, him and Frenchie from Brick Squad, they invented all of that. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like it does. People, people don't understand. They're the ones. If you look at King Von, what King Von was saying, who his influence was. Waka Flocka was one of them. Wow. It's a certain feeling you get, and it is a similar feeling you get when you listen to drill music that when you listen, it's a similar feeling between Waka Flocka and drill music. I see what you're saying. For well, sure. Well, it's that like, it's that certain level of like ignorance, just pure unadulterated ignorance that just feels good. You know what I mean? It just makes you want to dumb out. You know what it is about hip hop, man? I always love it. It, one thing I fell in love with hip hop was the storytelling and the lyrical content and, and concepts and the way that they can express themselves. That's why when I said let's make positive, let's just see, right? Let's just see. This is this is anybody can write anything negative. Let's just see. Let me tell you something. I want to shout out your boy right now, J Money. Yeah, shout to J Money. Let me tell you why I'm gonna shout J Money. He sent that record to me, right? I was blown away. I listened to it. 10 times and i said that is what you call an artist i'm not even kidding you i i have about 50 submits yeah his thing caught me like this I was what like, was it oh. what was it that caught you was it the the lyrics of the storytelling like you said or was it the music was it the feeling you got what was it that captivated all you? of it because you could sit there and you could relate to it you won't even know him and you can relate to it. Like, come on, how many people? We didn't know Tupac. We didn't know Biggie. We didn't know L. You know what I mean? We didn't know Stacks. We didn't know Chinks. But when you heard their music, they had that certain unto it. And when I heard him, I'm like, whoa. Because my thing is real. Being real in your art makes you, you'll never lose. Because how can you be questioned if this is your real life? It's true. Although there has been some really good people to fake it. Like, like let's look at Rick Ross, for instance, right? It's uh, hard for me to listen to Rick Ross anymore just because I'm such good friends with the real Rick Ross. Freeway Rick Ross. Ricky. Officer Ricky. Yet, we can still all vibe out to his music. As much as I think he's a fat snake for stealing the entire life story of my pal Rick Ross, there are a few songs like BMF. That are just so goddamn hard. Like BMF is just so goddamn Larry hard, Hoover. that song. Larry Hoover. Yeah, oh my God. Like we talk about feeling. It's not the storytelling or anything else like that. But and like, he might not have even, you know, he didn't do any of that stuff, but he still was able to get into that persona and put it out there. Does that take points away when you listen to something like that? Like knowing that he was Officer Ricky, can you enjoy his music? Can you look past it? The truth, no. I can't listen to him. 
it's just I'm from that era where you had to be authentic. If you're not authentic, mm. can't listen to you. Like 50 Cent, 50 Lloyd Banks destroyed him with one line. Yeah, you more real. Oh, uh, New York City, you more real like a $4 bill. I was like, I was like, you're more real than a $4 bill. And I was like, oh my God. I'm like, Lloyd Banks just demolished him. But in that era, in that time period, he had too much with that Lavi Hoover thing. So everybody was just forgetting about the artists. That's why, like, nowadays, like, when I listen to, like, that era, my era, at the end, I, I stopped liking any of the rappers because it's just, it turned more, how can I put this? It turned more fake. Mm. But then it's like anybody can rap about it. Like one thing I don't like about hip hop anymore is you think you got to go out and get a chain. You think you got to go out and go get a car. You think you got to go out and go, this. man, get out, get out of here, man. That's not music. Oh, but Danny, it's entertainment. That's 99% of entertainment, bro. You would have never made it in my era. My era, you had to be authentic 150%. And when you said your rhymes, it had to be real. If it wasn't real, you would go to these places and people wouldn't even want to hear you. So then let me ask you this. Say somebody like Gunna puts out a song now. Are you going to be able to appreciate it? Or Okay, even, even better question. When somebody does something like snitches on everybody, does something that's completely ungangster. Does that take away the value of their music and the enjoyability for you? You got to put it this way. If they're talking about robbing and shooting and killing, you can't listen to it. But if he's just like one of them rappers who are just talking about life, because the thing is, right, it's only hip-hop genre because if a rock Rock and roll, somebody goes sit inside rock and roll, no one said nothing. If someone said country singer goes listen, nobody says nothing. R and B singer goes and listen, no one says nothing. Are they snitching? I never heard of a country rapper or a country rapper, a country artist snitching on I'm anyone. Just, what I'm trying to say is I bet you if that happened, their culture would be more different minded than our culture. Hell no. You know, speaking from a white man perspective, I'm going to tap into my inner white right now. But you don't hear them talking. Hold up. But you don't hear them talking about doing crimes. Because they're because they're probably not. I feel like a lot of hip-hop artists come from a background where they need to commit crimes because the money and the opportunities aren't there, whereas a lot of these country singers, the opportunities are there. The privilege is there. So they don't necessarily have to be doing bad things and they don't need to snitch on anybody because they're not in these compromised positions, you know? You're from that area and you already know what's going down and what's wrong is wrong is right is right. That's all I got to say. Another thing, that point. Just, another thing that drives me crazy is the community's just got to learn how to just grow the hell up. That's true. Okay, all right, perfect transition because we're going to talk about the advocate in 103 now. We're going to go to a quick break, but I'm going to leave you with one question, Danny. And I want you to think about this going into break. If somebody like Jay-Z, someone who we all respect as like the ultimate hustler, right? Somebody that wrote about what he lived. He wasn't lying in any of his rhymes. It doesn't seem that he's discredible. Jesus. Say it turns out that he did snitch on everybody and we find out all these years later, does that discredit his music? And will you look back differently when you're listening to his music? Will you have a different feeling? 
We're well, going to go to a break and think about this and reflect. We're going to come back, talk about The Advocate. We got Danny Rivera in studio. Nobody go anywhere. I want you to think about that too, people. If it turned out your favorite rapper, and let's just take out the name Jay-Z. Let's put the realest, most authentic rapper that you know did something that was so disingenuous and unauthentic that it went against everything he spoke about in his music, whether that's somebody that's a conscious rapper, turns out he was a serial killer. Or if it turns out that a, a drug dealing serial killer rapper was really just a church boy, would it change your opinion on their music? Think about it, folks. Turn my music high, 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 high. Yeah. You don't know what you're doing. Sure, I do. I'm from the streets where the hood swallow on me, bullets will follow on me. There's so much that you can run the slalom. The cops comb this top to bottom. They say that we are prone to violence, but it's home sweet home. With personalities clashing, chrome meets chrome. Prices up and down like it's Wall Street home. But this is worse than the Dow Jones. Your brains are now blown all over that brown brown. One slip, you are now gone. Welcome to hell where you are. Welcome to sell. But when the shells come, you better return them. All scars, we earn them. All cars, we learn them like the back of our hand. We watch for cops hopping out the back of van. Wear a G on my chest, I don't need that for damn. This ain't a sewn outfit, Holmes Holmes is about it Was clapping them flamers before I became famous For playing me, y'all shall forever remain nameless I am home, sure I do I tell you the difference between me and them They trying to get they ones, I'm trying to get them M's One million, two million, three million, four In just five years, forty million more you are now looking at the 40 million boy I'm raping Def Jam till I'm the 100 million man R-O-C I swear you're wrong I came into this mother 100 grand strong Nine to be exact from grinding G-Packs Put this motion, ain't no rewinding me back Could make 40 on for break, but one rhyme could beat that And if somebody would've told him that whole would sell clothing not in this lifetime, wasn't in my right mind That's another difference that's between me and them <laughs> I smarten up, open the market up One million, two million, three million, four In 18 months, 80 million more Now add that number up with the one I said before You are now looking at one smart black boy Mama ain't raised no fool Put me anywhere on God's green earth I triple my worth, mother I will not Loose. Put something on it. I sell ice in the winter. I sell fire in hell. I am a hustler, baby. I sell water to a well. I was born to get cake, move on and switch states. Cap the coop with the roof gone and switch plates. Was born to dictate, never follow orders. Face, get your sh. Thought this is Big J. I. You don't know what you're doing. Will not lose ever. people out there think that hip-hop is just filled with negativity violence drugs robbing sex 
all types of fun things that they shouldn't be doing in real life. But Danny Rivera, of or aka The Advocate, is here to prove otherwise. And if you're like me, you're going to be tuning in to 103.9 FM LI News Radio every Friday night at 10 p.m. to hear all about the positive influence that hip-hop does have on our Long Island communities. We have The Advocate in studio with us tonight. Danny, let me ask you, what was it that inspired you? A rapper, a successful rapper at that, an entrepreneur that's already making waves to take a new lane and focus on broadcasting, going as far as starting a show on 103.9, which is a big dog at stations out here on Long Island. Well, you know what it was, man? It was just, one, I've always been an advocate through art. So I was looking at my wife, my wife, Althea Dublos. We have a show called DNA, right? She's an amazing host. I always give her her props. And I said, listen, I said, I love doing the music scene, right? And I love, shout out to Bobby too, Strong Island. We still got the show, you know, with the FM too. We're going to talk about that. Um, Thing is, I just looked and I said, you know what? They got to be another leader to come up here and really let's shake it up. Because I go to New York City a lot, right? Yeah. And right now what's happening in New York is terrible. Because the so-called leaders and the people who are trying to push the agendas on these kids isn't right. You don't got to be a tough guy, bro. You ain't got to keep waving a gat. Come on, man. You can win without doing the negative stuff. Like, people will look like, I'm shocked. This generation confuses me because what are they going to say when they get older? Like, m- mommy was sitting there on, on plenty trying like if that gen- if this generation scares us what's gonna happen to the generation they're raising we don't yeah, imagine imagine if your mom was a thought rapper imagine That's if your cool. mom was thoughting on camera there's some videos now that i see there's some songs now that i see man yeah it's uh it's definitely something to think about that's a very good point what are your kids what are your grandkids going to think about some of the stuff that you've created that's Whether it's music or whatever content it is. It's just sad because you don't have the strong, independent woman anymore. You have that woman that feels like, okay, now I got to be manlier than the man. And then the men are sitting here acting like, yo, we got to sit back and let that. Yo, bro, how are the women rappers spinning harder than the men rappers? In the- yo, the women rappers are legit better lyricists and storytellers than like, at least the new women rappers. I could make a list right now. Lady London, Kaya Baby, uh, let's see, like Rhapsody, Shay Noir. There's just so many that are just bodying dudes. Dude, bodying. Watch them. it. Yo, dude, I'm sitting here, right? I'm sitting there in the, in the, in the, because I don't, you know me, I always stay in the cut quietly now. I'm yeah. sitting, sitting there, right? And he's, the guy got me so angry because I'm watching him and this girl is destroying him on the stage. And I'm doing everything I can not to take that microphone and go off. So I'm sitting there like this. I'm shaking at this point, watching the guys get destroyed. I'm like, what is going on here? It was like that. I'm like shaking. He gets up on there. And he says the worst rhyme I ever heard a man ever say. I said, <laughs> I said I'm done. After that, I said, I got to give it up to all the girls. He said, Kyle, 
From Queens? Kaya Baby. Kaya Baby's so from, nice. From Queens. From Queens. Shout her out. She's a dope person. I, I've seen her with Joelle Santana. Shout her out. She's Yo, she's, you know, it's it's really funny. It's such a good point you make that, you know what it is, dude? W women are smarter than men. I hate to say it. Women are smarter than men. So they have no excuse. Like, you should be better rappers than us. You should, especially if it's not going to, uh, yeah, you're not probably packing as many gats as the men. They're not beating up as many dudes as the men, but they should be better lyricists than us. Now, in terms of being funny, I don't know. Like, I don't say, I don't, may maybe there'll be in the future some female comedians that can dethrone these males. But, dude, when you're looking at the top lyricists, I would say 35 and under. Let's go, let's say 35 and under. I, wanna, I really want to go and make a list of this for the next show to see who the top 20 lyricists are, 35 and under in hip hop, and see how many are females compared to how it was in the 90s. Who would you say is the greatest lyricist, female lyricist of the 90s in the classic era of hip-hop? I'm going to give, can I give just three? Go for it. Queen Latifah. Mm-hmm. Little Kim. Foxy. Now, was Lil' Kim really writing her own raps? Okay, all right, then throw her out and say Rod Digger. I'll definitely put Rod Digger in there. If I had to pick three from the 90s, technically Rhapsody was around, right? She was young, but she was around then. Rod Digger. Mm, it's see the fact that we're even kind of having a hard time figuring out. There's there's so many great ones that were out there, but I don't want to like put them in the same category though. I, I just feel like 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 you said, like female MCs have evolved. What do you think that is though? Why is that? Why is it now they got, they got something to prove? Mm. Especially because let's be honest. There's a lot of creeps and sickos in the industry. There's Harvey Weinstein's in every industry. I can't tell you how many women I've spoke to that told me that they were in compromised situations, that they weren't able to move a record without doing something to a DJ. It's like either you could pay him or you could do something else. That's a real thing. Oh yeah. So no. I guess in order to, you have to be bodying people if you know you don't want to have to deal with that type of creepiness. You know what's so sad, though, man, is that these guys always feel like they have to go and try to, like, holler at the girls hard. Like, if you got an artist, right, and this is your artist, it's a brand. You're not trying to mix your brand with personal, no matter what. Yeah. What they do is mix their brands with personals. The, the poor person who who's, this is their career went down the drain with, because a lot of these people, let's be honest, bro, they the investments to play are throw rounds to them or nothing. Yeah. It's another tax, you know what I mean? Tax cut. So you're playing with somebody's life and you're throwing it away. I don't find that funny. That's I get very point. annoyed when a girl comes up to me and goes, yo, a guy's just trying to holler at me. And then it looks funny for you when you go up and try to do real business because they got burned a long time ago. It's true. So That's a I, very good point. What I do is I pull up a contract. Here you go. <laughs> Smart. That's, that's honestly, really with any business, contracts. But, yo, that's that's a very, very good point. So the listeners out there, tell us what you think. Find us on Instagram. Why is the level of female emceeing higher than it's ever been? Why are the ladies bodying the men? Why are the ladies bodying the gentlemen, I should say? Danny, I'm excited. I'm excited because it's almost Friday. Tomorrow night at 10 o'clock p.m., all of our listeners are going to be joining you on 103.9 The Advocate to learn more. What else can we plug before we get going tonight, my brother? Because I know you got a lot going on. Friday night, brother. Friday night. Okay. This is technically Thursday night. I know. But I'm saying Friday. Wink, wink. No, stop laughing. 
No. <laughs> I'm saying just everyone just know Friday night. That's all I wanted to say. Um, another thing is, so me and Ryan, my boy right here, we are going to team up and start doing something called. Go ahead, Ryan. Say it. Um, what the hell did we come up with? It was bars, bars. Uh, what the hell? See, this is why I need you, man, because my memory is really that bad. <laughs> what the hell? I haven't smoked pot in twenty four hours, bar by the way. Exam. Oh, bar exam. That wasn't what we decided, but that's way harder. I think we we decided bars association. Bar, bar exam is is hard because there is a bar exam, but now we're giving it a whole new meaning. Lyricist bar exam. Wow, that's hard. So, listeners out there, join us for the bar exam. We haven't come up with a date yet, but it is going to be on Long Island. And it is going to be in our favorite Coke bar, One-Eyed Jacks. Love that place. I used to go there all the time. And uh, and yet, 1039, we got the Danny Rivera here. Follow him on Instagram, energetic underscore 2026. It's not the way it sounds. Give him the spelling one more time before we head out of here, Danny. E-N-J dot E-T-I-C. Felt like a true 10 year old, like you said. At the Kokomo, Indiana. We are on FM coming Tuesday at 9 o'clock to 11. Long Island, we are taking over. Me and the Ryan show, we are taking over, baby. And you can also, by the way, uh, we didn't fail to mention this. Danny's also a content contributor over at Fox Sports 1280 Rochester's What's Going On, a show that I'm hosting every Sunday so you can catch Danny. Every so often, we're going to be doing some baseball segments and some sports conspiracy segments. So just so much good stuff to look forward to, Danny. It truly is an honor to work with you, hang with you. You're a great man. And uh, and yeah, we got a, a more good stuff ahead of us. So nobody go anywhere. Danny and I got to keep continuing this conversation off the air. You guys got to listen to some music. Nobody go anywhere, folks. We'll be back soon. I'm internationally known when I be on the mic. I'm internationally known, yo. I'm internationally known when I be on the mic. All hell the honorable. It's to my real ill. Heavyweight hitters, dope getters, 50 ways to make figures. My they come on the spot to fail sisters like the hair rail spitters. The kids on the ziggas ziggas. When it's ugly, then the club is lovely. Thugs be sipping Hennessy and bubbly. To my comrade, they keep it flaming hot on dangerous blocks. Claiming spots where the goal is to be one of the top ranked soldiers. 45 holders, one of the high rollers. Get respect in the hood. Credit is good. Knock it down, lumberjack style, baby. Extra wood. Rock it all night long. The bang a baby. Keep hanging on. We like it with the lights on. Don't have to blow. 20 down to get the no honey style. Show of the town, steal a heart, no money down. I'm internationally known when I be on the mic. I'm internationally known, yo. I'm internationally known when I be on the mic. All hell the honorable. How about some hardcore? Yeah, we like it raw for sure. Broads on the floor, wall to wall. It's more at the door, players ball to score. Cause this right here is for all of y'all. Rockin' my primo, yo, I got what you need, bro. You go see a show smoking El Mino 
And DJs play hits with hard bass kicks And then they display tricks like the Matrix Make the record fly, undetected by the naked eye Don't just feel the vibe, cause your ears never lie Nowadays DJs bags of tricks graphic Also behind the back, it's catching and scratching Blast it, this kid got his craft mastered Hands is mad quick like he mixed with magic Spin it back and forth and grab it And know just where it is I'm internationally known when I be on the mic. I'm internationally known, yo. I'm Murderous mistakes. I hit the street with beasts and they critique for weeks. They be like, How that kid ride Reese to peak? Pull out the heat and use my technique to speak. It's dangerous. Sit calm and explain the kids what part of the game this is a foreign language. Is. They hold raws events in different continents. Put my lyrical contents in monuments and ghetto garments. I rock a towel like a pharaoh. Mind travel, design style like a pharaoh. My fashions last long as a lifetime. Cause I can see the future when the guard right by. They mad cause I. Manage the rain so long, like they dance to get money done, came and gone. This is strictly for my listeners on the corners at night, and the sisters that be keeping us right when I be on the mic. I'm internationally known when I be on the mic. I'm internationally known, yo. I'm internationally known when I be on the mic. All hell the honorable. We have returned. This is indeed the Ryan Show FM, and Valentine's Day is right around the corner. And I know where I'm going to be at our greatest sponsor, Tomatis Restaurant, all the way out in Elmont, New York. It doesn't matter where you are in the tri state area. If you're celebrating Valentine's Day and you really love the person that you're with, you will bring them to Tomatis. And today, I actually have the owner with me calling in. Yvonne, and she's a legend in New York City. If you know, you know. I actually brought my pal who had eaten her cuisine at other points in time and was just blown away when he realized that she was the owner. So without further ado, give it up for the one and only Yvonne. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great, Ryan. I'm great because I know where I'm going this Valentine's Day. Can you tell us what we have to look forward to at your wonderful restaurant this Valentine's Day? Okay, this Valentine's Day, um, we provide plant-based food that are nutritious, non-GMO, sustainable, local, and organic. Support our local farmers. That's what we do. That's great. I'll, I'll say this, Yvonne. I usually do not eat anything vegan. I stay away from people that are vegan. They're usually just very annoying. But going to your restaurant has completely changed my perspective on not just vegan food, but vegan culture in general. So I want to thank you. I mean, I've had some vegan food in the past, and it's like eating grass. I think it's because of your rich history in cooking other cuisine, not vegan cuisine. Maybe that has something to do with it. But this is the best tasting, most flavorful vegan food I had ever had. And the people there weren't naggy and annoying. It was just good energy. So do we? can we look forward to the same type of stuff on, th- or, uh, on Valentine's Day this year? Yes, it's going to be the same type um, 
Ryan, because our vegan cuisine is with a Caribbean flair. We are Jamaicans. We are from Jamaica. And most vegans are just plain, boring white people eating tofu. So, like you said, this Caribbean cuisine putting that twist on the vegan food, it was probably the greatest thing since sliced bread. So, we had to have you call in and promote this event because I will be there bringing, uh, bringing my loved ones there on Valentine's Day. So, uh, what else, really quick, where can they find the Instagram so that we can learn more details about the event, just more about the restaurant in general? Before we have you on for a real interview. On, the, on, on, on our, in, our Instagram is Tomatis Social and Tomatis Vegan. Okay, so there you have it. Tomatis so, Social and Tomatis. So what do we have to look forward to that's on the menu for Valentine's Day? Okay, starter, the appetizers. We're going to have roasted nips. We're going to have mushroom balls. It's either barbecue or sweet chili. And we're gonna have a soup, and the the soup is is majesty bowl, and that's a smooth pumpkin or kabuta, and, and and for salad we're gonna have a tropical green, and that will be massage kale, and we're gonna have with dehydrated mushroom, and we're gonna have a mango salsa and a citrus vinaigrette sauce. My now God, we is go that down so good? To the main course. The main course, we're going to have three different, four different items. I'm sorry. We're going to have a lovebird fist. And the lovebird fist is an awesome meatless loaf. And it will be served with roasted tomato herb sauce. Mm. With grilled vegetable, quinoa, wild rice, with gungo peas. Ooh. And the other one is the Forever Love Platter. Our Forever Love Platter is the oyster mushroom. And that will be served with a pumpkin coconut sauce with garlic and sauteed spinach and cilantro and mashed potatoes. My God. We have the togetherness bowl. And the togetherness bowl is a rasta pasta. And we're going to top that off with the jerk portobello mushroom. You're and killing me right now, Yvonne. You're killing me. I'm like drooling. I'm sitting here drooling right now. Listen to you. Drooling? Drooling, literally. Okay, okay listen uh, to this last one. Let's hear it. It's the happy ending. It's the happy ending. Ooh, that's my kind and of ending. Okay. It's going to be a chocolate cake with fresh berries or our special vegan cheesecake with berries. Oh, my God. Now that's a happy so, ending. Yes, that's the happy ending. Giving a happy yeah. ending a whole new meaning. And yes, it does. Oh my. See that? Now that's exactly why you need to be there on Valentine's Day. You need to meet us there, listeners. If you're in the Tri-State area, come to Elmont. All the details are online. And if you go to the At The Ryan Show page in our story, we'll be promoting it constantly. So uh, everybody keep on listening. Yvonne, I'll see you on Valentine's Day. We've got more music coming up, more guests. Nobody go anywhere. This is The Ryan Show FM, folks. We'll be back. This episode of The Ryan Show FM is brought to you by Gruntworks Meat Company, a veteran-owned meat distribution company that is dedicated to providing high-quality meats at affordable prices. At Gruntworks, we believe that those who put themselves on the front lines for our country deserve to be compensated fairly. 
That's why we offer prices that are competitive, yet still allow us to make a profit. We pass on those savings to veterans and all those who don't get the recognition they deserve. So if you want to support a veteran-owned business and get the best deal on your meat, look no further than Gruntworks Meat Company. We've got you covered from beef and chicken to pork and seafood. Thank you for choosing Gruntworks. Welcome to another edition of What's Going On. Hello, Rochester. Hello, Buffalo. Hello, Western New York. This is Ryan Vernell, mic'd up with the one and only George Radney. We're going to be joining you for a whole hour of broadcasting. And eventually, Nate Brown Jr., host of this program, is going to be joining us as well. But until then, George, we've got a lot of NBA to talk about. Tensions are rising in the NBA. What's going on over there? Yeah, it's middle of the season trade deadline. That's what it's all about, the trade deadline. Everybody's worrying about their paper want to get their money together. Teams want to get in position to make more paper, to make the playoffs, and then not only make the playoffs, but really make a dent in the, in the NBA playoffs. And I think with LeBron James on a record pace, 63 points away from breaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time scoring record, which I thought never would be done in my lifetime. And I feel proud that I have a chance to see a record that I thought would never be broken, uh, be broken in my lifetime. And I think it will cement him as the greatest player of all time. And the Lakers... Really, they're a major market next to New York City, and but they but they got to make the playoffs and they got to go after a championship. And I think trading uh, Westbrook, trading Westbrook over to the Nets and getting Kyrie Irving, and also give give them a couple other players as well. Uh, I think that will make the Lakers a very formidable team. But Anthony Davis has to stay healthy. It'll be a great move. The Lakers, hey, they got a chance. The Lakers got a chance to make a move here if they can get him. Hey, they're in there. If the Phoenix Suns get them, the Phoenix Suns got a good chance as well. So whoever gets Kyrie Irving at this trade deadline, Nets should be sick of him. Trade him to the best deal. At least you're getting something back for the man. Well, he uh, he was not offered the extension that he would have liked, and you really can't blame the Nets. He hasn't been playing that much basketball. I wish we could pull up the exact number to see how many games he played out of that contract, but this might be the biggest disaster of any big three that we saw in sports. Reflecting back now on the Nets, now that he's demanded this trade, and who are they going to get out of him at this point? I mean, who really what? Look, we all know that Kyrie Irving, and I love him. I've got a Kyrie Irving jersey. Wear it all the time. Celtics love it because they, they hate it, so I love it. Uh, Phoenix want him as well. They want to get DeAndre Ayton out of there. Him and the head coach hasn't been been see, haven't been seeing eye to eye for the last two years. Trade Aiden. if they can get DeAndre Ayton traded to the to the uh, Nets for uh, for him, that would be great. I, I see that, and maybe Chris Paul. Adding Chris, obviously, you would have to add Chris Paul in there. You don't, you don't need three guards, so that that would be a nice deal. I think the Nets are in a good situation. I think they say, "Hey, our dreams have come true. This this clown wants to get out of here. Let's." Get this clown out of here, and let's go ahead and do what we got to do to make our franchise uh, an even better, stronger team. But who are they really going to get realistically? Right now, the Lakers placed an offer for two first-round picks and Westbrook for Kyrie, and there is no way the Nets will take that offer. Look at Gobert. Gobert was traded for five first-round picks. Five. And now this is what Kyrie's value has come down to. Teams are actually offering two first-round picks and Russell Westbrook. The Nets want to get rid of him. The Nets are sick of him. I think they want to make a move with him and say, hey, for better or worse, it's just, it's just, they're just so sick of him. They, they won't take anything, but I think, uh, I think Phoenix has a better offer. If they get DeAndre Ayton and Chris Paul for him, I think that, hey, I sign it right now. Hey, man, you out of here, man. I'd be, I can't wait to call him and tell him, get his package back and get your behind out of here. Do you see Kevin Durant requesting a trade next? 
No, no, because I think the Nets got a chance to do something. Uh, depending on the pieces they get with the pieces they already have, they got a chance to win it. They got a chance to they, they got a chance to be in the Eastern mix to, to make it out of there. They, I mean, they got just as good a chance as the Celtics and the uh, Milwaukee Bucks and Philadelphia 76ers. It's, it's going to be a good – this is going to make an even more intriguing second half of the NBA season. For sure. You know, we give Durant such a hard time about his temperament, but I don't know if we've ever seen a superstar – hold such temperament amidst all of this chaos without bashing his teammates. I know that he's been requesting trades, but in terms of attacking fellow players, you look at a lot of failed big threes and there was a lot of in-house attacks on one another. Look back at the Rockets with Pippen and Barkley. He's to me, he's really handled the situation. Well, maybe he's on his burners. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe he's got some extra burner phones. He's out there on Twitter venting, making himself feel better, but Hey, props to Kevin Durant. For holding it together so we have seen like i mentioned tensions not just tensions Kyrie demanding a trade but there was a huge fight two huge fights in the last couple of days we saw austin rivers go at it with mo bamba you see that one george no i didn't i missed that one austin rivers is a guy uh the people used to punk him years ago but obviously he's uh he's he's he's, he's grown his manhood now yeah well that's exactly what was happening is they were punking him on the bench and he snapped he lost it and he stood up for himself and Chaos ensued, but Donovan Mitchell fighting Dylan Brooks, getting into a Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks is really becoming, like I would say, one of the more unlikable gentlemen in the NBA at this point, fighting with Shannon Sharp the other night. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw uh, his dad, his dad, uh, the dad, what's his name? John dad. Moran's pops. John Moran's pops was getting into it with Shannon Sharp. Because of Dylan Brooks, though. Oh, that's what it was? Yeah, Dylan Brooks is crazy, man. He's, he's out there fighting with everybody. So as uh, you know, we look at some of these trades, we look at uh, the NBA as we're moving into the second half. Now we can start making some predictions as things line up. I don't see any of these teams that are going through this chaos actually winning an NBA finals. You mentioned the Suns, you mentioned the Lakers and the Nets. There was a point in time where I thought maybe the Nets could get it together and make it to the finals. But I think at this point, the real potential championship winners have emerged. And it's none of these teams that need any other help. I mean, we're looking at the Bucks, We're looking at the Celtics. We're looking over in the West. The Nuggets at this point are looking pretty good. We're looking at the Grizzlies. What are your thoughts? Who do you see making it to the NBA Finals, George? I agree. I like uh, Boston or uh, Milwaukee right now. If we're, 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 with no injuries, the rest of the way, uh, Boston or Milwaukee are the East. And I think uh, you got a lot of – it won't be Golden State this year. This is a down year for the Golden State Warriors. They won't be in it. You might get a chance to see Denver the way they're playing. They might have a chance of finally getting there with Denver, with the Golden State Warriors having such a down season. Uh, they, they, you, unless the Golden State does something drastically in the next uh, couple of months, I, I don't see them being a contender at all this year. But it, it makes it fun for the NBA. And I think with the players being able to call the shots and ask for trades, it makes the NBA much more intriguing. Uh, than the NFL. Uh, you hear national uh, communist guys uh, 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 saying, oh, those guys, man, they run, they ruin the new league. No, they're not. They're not. They're making big money. They can demand a trade. And that's really what the NFL is so scared of, of the players being able to call the shots. But it looks, to me, the players calling the shots in the NBA, hey, it, it bodes well for some very interesting basketball. Well, it's about it's a matter of power. Who has the most power on the court? In a yeah. game like basketball, one person makes all that difference, so you can demand a trade. And quarterbacks do it, too, in the NFL. Look at guys like Aaron Rodgers, which we're going to get into a little bit. Before we do any type of a Super Bowl preview, we promised Nate we'd save that for him. Okay. We are going to talk about 
the New York Jets and their quarterback situation. We saw what went down at the Pro Bowl. We saw Derek Carr maybe have his best game in that stadium, albeit it was the Pro Bowl. Right, but and before you go, before you go running off of NBA, this is going to make for interesting near the end of the season for the Boston Celtics. Will they let that coach go? Because they, obviously the assistant coach is doing just as well as the as the head coach that's on leave for the season. Will they allow that head coach to go out there? And basically everybody knows he, uh, he wants to go to the Nets. The Nets want him. Uh would it, would they sign? Will they allow him to leave before the season? Which I don't think so. I think they're vindictive. The Boston Celtics, unless the Nets come with some pieces for them. Uh, but it's, uh, but hey, their coach they having right now for the Nets is doing well. Will they allow this guy to go? Where is he going to go next year? That's going to be an intriguing piece of the NBA puzzle at the end of the season. That's the biggest surprise to me. I thought Shaq Vaughn was doing such a great job behind the scenes fixing that team up after what Steve Nash had done. I like Steve Nash is really the guy at fault. It seems obviously. It was uh, somebody else. There are a couple other people there that are right. behind the cast. But uh, I thought that he'd done a really great job coaching the Nets. As much as I love Udoka as a coach, I feel like they found their coach for the future. And Durant seems to get along great with him. The players seem to be doing all right on the bench. And you know, right. it really does take me a surprise because Kyrie, he was playing well. And he right. was there were some highlight reels. He was doing the putback dunk. The Nets were behind him. I get to hear on my radio show, The Ryan Show, Hamptons Dave, the co-host, every week, just go on his high horse about the Nets. And he'd been so happy. Now, devastated. But yes, we're going to come back, talk some NFL, the Jets quarterback situation. We're going to talk a little bit about the Bills and what happened. George Randy's in studio. Ryan Vernell is here on the mic. Nate Brown will be here soon. This is indeed what's going on on Fox Sports 1280 Rochester. Don't go anywhere, people. We'll be back. Hello, friends. This is Ryan Vernell with Fox Sports 1280 here to let you know that we are indeed sponsored by Gruntworks Meat Company, a veteran-owned business dedicated to bringing you the highest quality meats at prices you can afford. At Gruntworks, we understand the sacrifices made by our military heroes, and we believe they deserve to be compensated for their service to our country. That's why we offer our competitive prices on all products while still ensuring that our veterans and those on the front lines receive the support they deserve. So whether you're grilling up a delicious steak or roasting a savory turkey, trust Gruntworks Meat Company to provide you with the best meats at prices that give back to those who have given so much. Visit us online today at GruntworksMC.com. One more time, that's GruntworksMC.com. Can't name a time when it's not on us Hope they try robbing us So they can go back and tell niggas about all these books They got from us I let that block on low I put that pot on the stove Yeah, now these CDs only product that's sold Fans in Berlin going out of control Yeah, I f*** a lot of new Penthouse on top of the lows Versace my robe What's in my pocket or not I can't fold Make sure my gelato is rolled Nah, I am on a whole nother level than you my grandma used to say, boy, you got the devil in you. Look around, get some metal in you. My name ring bells, I can sell out whatever venue.
rappers a do First of all, none of y'all can last in the booth I don't know what's faster, your wounds turning black or the blue The media, the slap or the sue Step to it, just a step one and Sounds easier to me than counting backwards from two Bring the hood piece you expect about the Benzes Shell catch an iron, you ain't pressured by forensics Half the rhyme and transgender You said it, got a question how you meant it I transcend forever, mind you meant it Not even Netflix could document it My son got autism from injection by syringes These nerds ain't warriors, we heard the same story And you blowing whistles at Hurricane Dorian Blowing missiles back to the word of Van Glorious You sissy this is for us, by us Why you put yours up, I'll put up my cup Survivors, the system's meant to divide us You only can afford what you could buy five of You a fool in the war with the faint of heart I let the two encore take your brain apart I'm at the Louvre on the floor by the hanging arch I'm putting numbers on the board like a game of darts Product of every single blood freckle timberland Vibe every building in the projects to contemporary art Deco every tenement My consigliere's mark echo every sentiment Cop a hundred rides, park them all in one garage Money on my mind like Rocky Thunder thighs Everybody, everybody France like they from a line Today in a hole in a line like the number nine Long hours of perfectionists, 9-7 Spitting seeds, left the shells of pistachios On the keys of the Casios as the evidence Bearing my soul, DiCaprio from the Revenant Phantom looking on it like a hayride Camera on the trunk like the one from our prey eyes Amnith is a gun, come a bun, child, bailout Glamour chicken front, one of one, I say I And you know how I do Put the beef behind me to put your soul behind you Like daylight, twin white Maybox Staring Will Wood when I'm floating through the hood like Saylaz Couldn't be cut like me if you had ten Taylors Put the wifey in the black bent Bentega Judge can't exonerate, violate Got a mansion by the lake, gotta make Consuela I was fly even when I was a damn lie I was flying standby cause how I expand mics Triple threat, I make the track and right The judge can't give me life, I am life You an algorithm, you everything the culture isn't I don't coach a visit, I don't get into the social digits I just smoke distribute, microorganism living my Hello, friends. We have returned. You are tuned into what's going on here on Fox Sports 1280 Rochester. This is Ryan Vernell speaking alongside of George Radney. And we are awaiting the presence of the great Nate Brown Jr. But in the meantime, we've got to talk some football. We're not doing a Super Bowl prediction just yet. No, next week. Next week's show. We're going to we actually- be, be in Phoenix, Arizona. Be live with you next week from Phoenix. And we'll get we'll give break you up to date of what's been going on out there, and we'll make our fearless predictions and help you win some money next week. You want to win some money? Listen to the Rad Man, because the Rad Man done won a lot of people a hell of a lot of money this season. This has been a great football season. If you follow me on the Winner's Edge Real Deal Sports Show, hey, you don't want yourself a lot of money, and you ready to do your? You might even come out to Phoenix with us. You don't want so much money. We'll Hopefully, it'll make up for the money that you lost if you followed our predictions here on what's going on, and went for the Giants like I did. There you I go. With my heart. Don't gamble with your heart, George. No, you gotta gamble with the with the what with, with your eyeballs and what you see. And, 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 and you gotta see what you see, not with the heart. No, you're gonna no. lose a lot of money if you do that. Tremendous amount of money. But that being said, this is the home of the New York Jets. Not everybody knows that. Some people think this is the home of the Buffalo Bills, but it's not. We're the home of the New York Jets here on Fox Sports 1280 Rochester. And it looks like we're going to have a new quarterback next year. We brought in a new offensive coordinator who had worked with Aaron Rodgers for many years during his two MVP seasons, and it leads the New York media to run amok. However, there's been more reports now that there's an interest in Derek Carr becoming the quarterback with the New York Jets. Mm -hmm. And we're not even, for some reason, the GOAT isn't even in the discussion. We're going to get into Brady retiring and all that, but the GOAT doesn't seem to be in the discussions for quarterback of the New York Jets. George, let's start here. 
if you are the general manager of the New York Jets right now and you had one choice for a quarterback going into next season, who would it be? Uh, for the Jets and the type of offense and the quality defense they have right now, if everything re re remains the same going into next season, I would go with Aaron Rodgers for one or two seasons. Because Derek Carr, he's in, he's, he's a, for some reason, he starts off very well every season. But when he gets to that fifth or sixth game and get to the halfway point, he just starts, I don't know what he does, but he starts throwing a hell of a lot of interceptions. He turns the ball over, and it happens season after season after season. Derek Carr, he looks like he looked like a diamond in the rough, but after you deal with him and take him home and, and get comfortable with him, next thing you know the, the shininess just wears right on off. So I go with a with a guy that's semi proven, even though he's on the downside of his career. I take Aaron Rodgers for one or two years, and uh that's much better than what the Jets have had the, the last ten or twelve years. Let's face it. It's just tough for me to write him off that quick. When you look at the success that quarterbacks have in a place mm -hmm. like, I almost said Oakland, in Las Vegas or Oakland or whoever it is yeah. that's in control of the franchise, mm -hmm. Derek Carr is the best quarterback to come from that franchise in quite some time. And to me, it's no props to the organization. I thought he was always a great quarterback in college. You see yeah. how quick uh, Devontae Adams went over to that team to play alongside of him. Right. So I do think there is potential real potential in Derek Carr maybe if he right. does go to a new team with this fire you saw how pissed off he was after the Pro Bowl yeah but one, heard what he said. one indication too that got me that's very strong right is Devontae Adams is now lobbying for Aaron Rodgers to come to the Raiders that's that is true before Carr is even out the door I know Carr announced he was done but yeah he's, he's already on Twitter tweeting about how he wants him to come back man that <laughs> that could be uh, a real game changer too if Aaron Rodgers goes to Oakland wow but Let's put it all right. Let, let's start here. So, if you're the New York Jets, you'd want Aaron Rodgers. Now, if you're Aaron Rodgers, where would you want to be playing quarterback next year? Does he want to play with Nathaniel Hackett, where he knows he can punk Hackett and run his plays? Hackett really isn't doing anything. Hackett is just standing there with the thing and calling occasional plays. He caught, remember, Hackett calls plays, but then homeboy uh, Aaron Rodgers turns around and calls whatever he wants. So, you talk about a, a guy that's not, not really a true play caller, it's Nathaniel Hackett. So I think it, he would be comfortable in New York because he knows he doesn't have to deal with a real old offensive coordinator that's going to hold his feet to the fire for when things go wrong. Wow. So there is a good chance that he's coming to New York. Buy stock in ayahuasca, New Yorkers, if you can. Is it legal yet? Maybe not here. But I'm excited to see what Aaron Rodgers does if he ends up on the Jets. Because, you know, we talk about this is a nice transition into Brady and being the GOAT. These guys I would are like to, the I would like to see him. I would like, oh, I'm sorry, but I'd like to see Aaron Rodgers with the Jets because they have such a good running game. Bream Hall coming back from knee surgery and the two other running backs that we saw play late in the season. The Giants are loaded. That 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 uh Joe Douglas, the general manager, has done a hell of a job. If they would have made the playoffs this year, he could have been uh general manager of the year. But of course, the general manager of the year is Howie Rosen. Uh and then remember, I'm a member of we voted on, I voted on him, I voted for Howie Rosen as well, and he did win it the Pro Football Writers Association. And you'll see next week on NFL Honors if he wins it the, uh, through the overall league one, uh, which I did not have a vote on. But the one for Pro Football Writers Association, I've been a member uh, for that organization for many years. And uh, that's why we cover the NFL from beginning, start, and during the offseason. Look, uh, look for Joe Douglas possibly to be the next executive of the year if, if, if he gets a good quarterback and Aaron Rodgers for next season. How about this, George? We look at the GOAT, and there's nobody close of that generation. I think the second-best quarterback of Tom Brady's generation is Aaron Rodgers. Would you agree with that? Yes. 
And, and even if you break down, he might even be the better quarterback. When it comes down to the technicalities of it, he never had a Belichick. But if you just just the eye test, looking at some of Aaron Rodgers' plays over the years, next to some of Brady's plays, you might even say, wow, Rodgers looks like the better quarterback. But now this is the end of both of their careers, and there's nothing that Rodgers can do to become the GOAT. However, there is something that he can do that would make him stand out from any other quarterback in the past 40 years, and that's winning a Super Bowl for the New York Jets. So to me, this would be the biggest legacy move for Aaron Rodgers to take the most pathetic franchise, the biggest losers in New York, turn them around and win a Super Bowl. That to me is as big as any Tom Brady Super Bowl. If they actually win a Super Bowl, it doesn't matter how good that team is. It's the New York Jets. If they get to that uh, the pinnacle of getting close, even if they sniff the Super Bowl, get close to it, uh, that would be big for the for, for. Can you imagine for New York? Uh, hey, one of the biggest media market. Oh my gosh, they go crazy down there uh, with with the, with the Jets. And if the Giants improve with Brian Dable, oh my gosh, you got a one-two power punch going on in the Big Apple, and it's been missed for a long time. Uh, the NFL is only is much better when the Jets and Giants. Just like the Buffalo Bills are good football teams. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see what happens. Now, in terms of Tom Brady retiring, nobody talks about him reemerging as a quarterback with the New York Jets. People are associating him with the 49ers, um, with the Miami Dolphins. Do you think this is it? Because I know that my gut is telling me there is no way that Brady is going to actually retire. It took Jordan three times. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? You think this is it for Brady? Is he really hanging up the cleats? No, I'm going to wait until the season starts and see. And then I'm going to wait a little longer and see if he shows up late in the season for injury happens to one of those uh, teams, one of those really good teams, like what happened to San Francisco this year. One of those teams that are that got a chance to win, make it to the Super Bowl and win it, and they lose their starting quarterback and maybe their second-string quarterback. And I would not I would not count Tom Brady out. Of, of coming back saying, hey, I fooled y'all. Here I am one more time. Let me get behind center and I can get it done, especially on a team like the 49ers that has an excellent offensive line. Man, I can see him with the 49ers. Uh, the Dolphins, I can't really see him with. The 49ers is the only team I can really see him uh, really wanting to go to unless somebody else comes up with a really strong offensive line, and you won't know that until the season starts next year. But right now, if things remain constant the way they are, the 49ers would be the move for uh, for him to move to go to next season. And to me, that would not hinder Brock Purdy. Say Brock Purdy has a full season or two as quarterback with the 49ers, and then Brady comes in so he can learn behind Brady. That, to me, would hurt him. But after only playing, what, seven, eight games this season, how many games did he actually play this season? About six, six games, six games six or games. so. And so I don't see Brock Purdy being ready until maybe the end of the season. He might not even play at all next year because he actually has a torn UCL. He may need Tommy John surgery, and he may not be ready to come back until the following season. You got to wait because he actually torn. They announced last week that he tore his UCL uh, ligament, and that usually requires a Tommy John-type surgery. So you may not see him for two years. So that's what I'm thinking. With Trey Lance coming back from a broken leg, you want somebody that knows what they're doing, and Tom Brady could come out of retirement, run the team, and, and have both of the Brock Purdy and Trey Lance learn from him because the head coach, Mike Shanahan, has already dismissed Jimmy Graffalo. He already, I was, you usually don't see a coach say, no, he won't be with the team next season. So it's yeah. obvious something that he really – 
doesn't like about the Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe his practice style or something. There's something about him. He, he, the coach Mike Shanahan, uh, not Mike, not, that's the father, but uh, Kyle Shanahan, it's something he doesn't really like about. Because you don't usually see coaches come out and talk about players the way he talked about. Uh, he said he just came right up. No, he won't be with the team. Well, what was he before he was in San Francisco? He was in Atlanta. No, Garoppolo. It was Brady's backup. He's trying to score some brownie points with Brady is what he's doing. Oh, really? Oh. Get Jimmy G out of here. Yeah, that's exactly what's going on. Makes oh, perfect sense. Okay. How else are we going to get him over there? We got to bash whoever it is that Brady doesn't like. Wow. He might end up in New England now. Jimmy G might end up with the Patriots next season. Imagine that all these years later, they finally have Jimmy G holding the reins at quarterback. We'll see what happens. Well, we do have more to talk about, and it looks like the great leader, Nate Brown Jr., is here in studio. So we're going to go to a quick break. You can listen to a few commercials. Yeah. We can learn about Alzheimer's. Oh, yes. We need to learn about Alzheimer's. Very important. Very, very important. important. And, and uh, yes. And, and when you come back, we can run that DJ Reader interview real quick. Because that that'll quickly, we could sum, sum up the Buffalo Bills season. And where in and, and my article in Challenger newspaper this week, where did the Buffalo Bills go from here? I can give you just a quick little knowledge after hearing DJ Reader's uh uh, soundbite makes perfect sense. We're going to come back with some clips of George interviewing the Bengals here on What's Going On, Fox Sports 1280 Rochester. You're tuned in with us. Don't go anywhere. Caring for someone with Alzheimer's is a 24-7 job. So we here at Alzheimer's Association keep those same hours. Our hotline is a source for your support this holiday season. We'll be here for you with free social outings, support groups, care consultations, and more. Give us a call at 800-272-3900. That's 800-272-3900. Hey yo, Tim man, this is the G mix right here, man. Whoa, Queen B, it's the jump. Whoa, I've been gone for a minute, now I'm back with the remix Little Kim, Mr. Cheeks, M.O.B. mix Pop the Jag, come through in the V6 By the end of the night, I'm in a G5 All we wanna do is dance The way I eat tracks, call me Miss Pac-Man And if the fans don't fit in the minivan Merc out in somebody's sedan You thought the Sprite can was off the meter Imagine what I'd do with a two-liter You see my getting hard through the wife beater Tell you we could do this in a two-seater Got every colored diamond in the cross I'm scared to cross over, y'all are getting sore My band follow me everywhere, of course To play my theme music, motherfucker. Jump on Brand new Porsche in the driveway How I'm living, pull out till I fall out Brawl out, snips again, we call out I run with a mean pack, sticky green jack Mom deep and LB fan got the queen back Peep the situation, the jump is jumping off I'm on the low when the cut touches something soft Ain't nothing like it, sex, big cash I love getting smashed, I love hitting Floors back to smell goods and souls out Bought the bottles of him, rock and mo's out Every spot we go in, we blows out Queen B, the hot shit, you no know doubt Listen, we keep it popping in here yeah. Ain't no stopping in here This is yeah. my beats With the Bentley's, the Hummers, the Benz Escalate 23 inch rims 
jump off remix with marble opponents. Zips, quiet storms against had them blocks, had them corners. Them blocks, them revolvers, them problem solvers. Again, falling in love with these stuff all the doggy. This is Havoc talking to a professor who talk about gun story just ain't credible. Common sense with the leg could do. But here's the catch if you never had that itch, you won't squeeze for the scratch. Know I'm in the hood bleeding for that. Why you talking out to ass? Sound a weak on the track. Little Kim, you still at If you wrote everything I love, let it stun on me and his grub. We hide up in back of the club. You know we got a man. Instead to make a shot, he look like a snub. Shorty, if you ain't jumping it off the fuck out, no, then you ain't need it. Fucking the fuck out. Party with millions of jump off, some bungee cords before you can jump off. You get wild, be the next man, jump off. She pitched that truth, that man, I'm getting us off. All she wanna do is feel loose and free to be herself. We off like animals. It's a celebrity orgy at the crib. Call Kim in the mall, make a fiat crew. Cause for us, they got the whole Barbie army. So much. Be drunk off Poonani, it's Brooklyn, Queens Day when we get it poppin' Gun fire, couldn't stop us from rockin' Surging and can't live their life They can't party with us cause they scared of their own kind We in the jump off eight time Like eight and nine deep with them things in the whole nine Jump off, jumping off, the G-Mix, the remix, I need a fix. More than that, man, I need some of that right there. Welcome back. What's happening, fellas? How y'all doing? Great. Hey, he's back. Hey, I'm, yeah, I'm back, man. Hey, just, just a quick update, man. Um, George, I heard you guys in the last segment talk about Alzheimer's. Just quickly, you're going to be in Super Bowl, and during that week, there's going to be a Black Men's Brain Health Conference. February 8th and 9th, right out of Tempe, Arizona. And the conference is designed to raise awareness about brain science research, create a bridge to scientists, practitioners, and community partners, and to increase the inclusion of black men in brain science research and and to improve the brain health among black men. George, this is co-sponsored by the NFL Alumni Association, Alzheimer's, as well as Arizona State University. Excellent. And that's going to be out there when you're on Super Bowl, February 8th and 9th. Great. Give me the contact. I'll see if I can get them on my show sometime during the week. Get whoever the I'll, lead person is for that uh, for that upcoming event, because that's on the yeah. 8th and the 9th. Yep. I'm going to send it to you, George. It's the Black Man's Brain Health Conference. Gotcha. Well, yeah, but, yeah. fellas, man, I miss you guys. And you guys doing a great job. And speaking of great jobs, Georgie, who we got um up for audio? DJ Reader, you said? Yeah, DJ Reader, Cincinnati Bengals uh, edge rusher, and he makes some telling statements about the uh, about about the Buffalo Bills uh, uh, football team. Yeah. 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 And you would say, hey, you ready to get every contract and everything taken care of? You guys seem like, how'd you get your, you guys get your mindset ready for this year? You seem stronger. Man, last year. a lot of guys with a lot of sour tastes in their mouth, man. Just. 
ready to come back out here and play and play play ball, man. It's what we do as a team. It's what we do as a group. We got a lot of hungry guys, young guys who really care about their sports today. What was it that the Bills were doing? Was it something? Did the Bills show you anything different than what you saw on film? No. Nah, nothing really different than what we saw on film. So it's about us, it's about execution, man. You know, they made some plays, but we just knew they were going to make plays, and we really had to stop them from making so many. Yeah. Offense did a great job, Tom Possession, holding the ball, though. They did a great job. Exactly. Yeah. And, and next week, where you go, going to KC? How do you yep. get your mindset back to going? Oh, to man, we ready. We we excited to play. We excited to keep going, excited to play. So ain't no mindset need to change, man. It's a bunch of guys that are ready to go. Yeah, everybody seems to be together. Seems yeah, like everybody connected, everybody ready. So you ready to go in and, 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 and play your game? You guys seem very physical. Yeah, more physical in person than you look on team. TV. Super physical team. That's what we pride ourselves on. Where does that come from? That physical. Oh, it's just what we pride ourselves on. It's what we talk about every week: being physical, being dominant. That's how we're gonna win. You know what I'm saying? That's how we go about winning. All right. And uh, what do you what you say for last thing for next week? You guys just left the next game. Hey man, we we'll back out there Sunday, man. Can't wait. All right. Thank you so much. There, there you have it from DJ Reader. It's two key points he made in that in that interview. First of all, Ryan, you would love their DJ in the locker. Yeah, the hell of that cat was man. He was. <laughs> he's got it on full volume. He doesn't care at all about these interviews. He sees everyone Nothing. smoking the cigars. Who knows what's in half those cigars anyway? But <laughs> wow. well, that guy got off the DJ in there. One, but DJ Reader, what he said was the one key point is they didn't. The Bills didn't look any different on film than when they saw him in person, and that's a telling, uh, damning statement on Ken Dorsey. Offense that he didn't change nothing up, didn't show, didn't have nothing new to show uh, again, and that's not on uh, Josh Allen. No matter how much I criticize Josh Allen, he got he needs some help with a running game, and he needs a, a qualified offensive coordinator. And Kent Dorsey is obviously not the guy because he didn't he doesn't change every week. People say, "Oh no, the Bills are the same as they did were on on film." You know, they, we come out here, they don't, they don't have nothing surprising different. And then number two, the other key point, physicality. He mentioned that they talk and play physical during the week, and they get them ready each week to be a physical football team. I had never once heard the Buffalo Bills in the last three, four years talk about playing physical on a weekly basis. Well, George, I think the Bills just rely too much on Josh Allen in this. And like they said, chickens have come home to roost. You were saying this for the last two or three seasons, that um, they need to let Josh Allen become the master of the dink and dunk. If he could do that, check down to them backs, he'll be okay, man. But for some reason, George, he don't want to do it. If for some reason, in his head, it's right. a head thing. He, he, his mechanics, uh, they had to work on him on his mechanics the first two years. Now when he plays, his mechanics, he bounces the ball to guys in, in a five-yard radius. Yep. The Miami game. Isaiah McKenzie was wide open to win the game with about 13 seconds left in that game in Miami. He, he goes out from the eight-yard line, hikes the ball, play-action pass. Boom. McKenzie just runs and just makes a cut toward the goal line, toward the outside, and he bounced the ball. The guy's wide open. He got the space between him and the defender, and, 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 and uh, Josh Allen bounced the ball to him, bounced the ball to him. And it was, you're like, this guy, it's, it's in his head, man. The guy got damn near rocks in his head, man. He, he not, he's not a thinking or a cerebral type quarterback. He was out there playing. He was out there playing checkers versus uh, Burroughs when Burroughs out there playing chess, man. That was that's that that's the tale of. T- t- well, 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 George, before we get up the Bills quickly, how long do you think the Bills are going to put up with Josh Allen and Ken Dorsey? Because it's going to be the same old song 
like the four tops. It's going to be the same old thing. So how long are they going to put up with? And your coach, too, McDermott, because it seems like he's digressing as a coach. Thank you. Thank you. Excellent point. Nate Brown Jr., you're on top of your game today, man. I'll tell you, you're absolutely right. What the, McDermott is on the hot seat next season because if you bring Dorsey back and you're going to do a chump move by firing the uh, safeties coach. Yeah. He fired the safety coach and he was down to his fifth safety. He lost Micah Hyde. Then he lost uh, Poyer for a while with a dislocated elbow and a leg and a knee injury that he's been playing on a bad knee. Then you lose DeMar Hamlin to, in that serious injury to DeMar Hamlin. Then you lose Dean Marlowe in the game uh, to a to a groin injury. This man's down to his fifth and sixth safety. What the hell you want this man to do? With, what, you want him to suit up and go out there and play? For them to fire him, that's just ridiculous, man. I mean, come on, man. Ken Dorsey, and you going to come back with a mediocre Ken Dorsey? Are you kidding me? And you hear the other team saying, hey, they don't show us nothing. What they, what they are, Eli Apple said, what the Bills are on film is what they are in real games. That's who they are. They rely on they rely on Josh Allen. If Josh if you shut Josh Allen down, game set and match, it's all over. That's what Eli Apple said after that Cincinnati game as well. They don't got the janitors over there if you want to fire Ken Dorsey, George. Not this yeah. time of year. Yeah, because Dorsey got to go, man. He's I mean, tear it up. He's he just yeah. not. He's just not. He's just not able. To, no draw plays. No screen pass. We watched San Francisco play the uh, Giants with a third, third, fourth screen quarterback. They ran more draws and screen passes in one quarter than the Buffalo Bills the last two football seasons. But, but George, George, okay. Who's watching the Bills play? They don't run draws. They don't run screens. What's going on, man? Media. If this was New York City, man, Sean McDermott would be out of there, man. But that's what I'm saying, George. You you placing the blame on Ken Dorsey. I get it. But at the end of the day, it's the head coach, dude. And I think McDermott time has come. But Buffalo is so stubborn. Right, they don't want to have a black quarterback. They damn sure ain't got a black head coach, so we can forget about that. They don't yeah. want to put a stadium with a dome over it. They don't want to put it downtown. The Bills are just like to me; they're just existing. They're not trying to do anything, and the fan base is so adamant that they can't see that this that the Bills are not giving them a quality product. You no. should not be in a cold with no dome in upstate New York. It's ridiculous. But, and not only that, uh, Nate, that's another good point. Why you don't have a dome, but you build a dome football team. Your team is is, is better playing in yes. the dome than playing outside. And you out there built you Brady McDermott done built a dome team to play out to play outside. Crazy. Well, yeah. Well, the other day I heard you on, on one of the shows, you said that darn near two-thirds of the bills come from from schools that are southern schools. They don't play. They're not fit for warm, not be for the cold. You said it. You said the Bills players aren't suited for this weather up here. They're not drafting cold weather players to play in upstate New York. No, because the best players, the best players come from the Southeastern Conference. Those are the Alabama, the LSU's, the Florida, the Mississippi's. uh, All of those schools down in the South are the are the schools. They're not. They're, those schools are in the south. They're not in the northeast or northwest or anything like that. They're in the south. The southeastern conference, the Alabamas. Those are the the the, the power schools, and that's where majority of the players come from. And for the Bills, the the build a dome type passing team against who, who gonna pass in that kind of weather they played in against Cincinnati. Everybody slipping and sliding across the field, but Joe Burrow's playing chess. He knew where to go with the ball. 
Patrick Mahomes playing on one leg. He knew where to go with the ball. Josh Allen never knows where to go with the ball. He never gets rid of the ball quickly enough. You look at his beady eyes. His eyes get beady. He's looking downfield. He he he'll go. He'll he got three in that game. He had three wide open receivers that he just overlooked to throw the ball into coverage. Who yep. does that and consider them to be a, a a league MVP? Give me a break. This guy's not even close to being a league MVP. Well, see, you have to tell the you have to tell the sports pundits first of all they need to chill out on all the early MVP voting until the season is over because they darn they darn their gave Josh Allen the MVP from last year. Oh, because he's MVP. I'm like, dude, yeah, he didn't even start yet. Calm down. Yeah. And they so, tried their best to give it to him. They tried their best all season. Hey, hey Nick, you know when I knew Patrick Mahomes is going to get the uh, next week for the NFL honors when I knew he was going to get it? Mm. When, when the season ended and they started talking about where Aaron Rodgers is going to go next season. They <laughs> wouldn't even mention the, the league MVP. That's why yeah. I know, That's when I knew Patrick Mahomes is going to get the award. No, no, you're right, though. But at the <laughs> end of the day, man, I just think that Buffalo's got to retool, as you said earlier, they really and, and you also said something the other day, George. It's interesting. They gotta pay people. <laughs> so if yeah. they don't pay some of these cats, they're out the door. Am I right, George? Absolutely. Uh Brandon Bean. He why would you pay uh Dawson Knox? Dawson Knox is not a top three re- a tight end in the league. Why would you pay Josh Allen a year early? We all saw that he's definitely not somebody that deserved to get paid a year early. If Lamar Jackson didn't get paid a year early, he darn sure shouldn't be getting paid a year early. But you paid uh, Josh Allen a year early for what to see him lead the league? He led the league in turnovers. He did yep. led the league in turnovers, fourteen interceptions and, and and about eight or nine fumbles. Come on, man! He At this point, I mean, this is him? this is something that nobody would ask at the beginning of the season. But who would you rather have at the reins at quarterback, Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen? At this point. <laughs> I'll take Derek Carr at this point, man. Even though I said Derek Carr loses it halfway, I'll take Derek Carr, man. Shoot, wow, Jalen, that's a hot take. Derek Carr over Josh I'll Allen is Derek a hot Carr. take. Derek, bring Derek no, no, Carr. No, 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 but think about it for a second, though, Ryan. Derek Carr is cerebral. George said something really interesting. The reason everybody loves Joe Burrows because he doesn't get high on himself. In other words, he understands the moment. Even when they lost, he was like, yo, I got to go back and work. For some reason, Josh doesn't seem to want to work, and I think that's the that's the takeaway. It's like he doesn't want to work to get any better, okay, especially when he loses. So Joe Burrow's loss, you can see his face like, nah, I don't want to lose this guy again like this. When Pat Mahomes got bit three times by Cincinnati, they're like, nah, we got to fix this. The Bills don't look like they want to do a fix to get to the next level. And I tell the fans, the Bills – are the Dallas Cowboys of the American Football Conference. Well, well, the Bills well, are the Cowboys. Well, the quarterbacks are the same. Dak Prescott and Josh Allen are Thank the same you. guys. They're the same football player. They panic. They can't Thank read. You. They can't read to save their life on the football field. They can't find the open – and when, under pressure, when it's under pressure, they're not like Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was one of the greatest of all times under pressure. But you put these two guys under pressure. Look at look at the look at the silly interceptions that both of them throw and, and fumbling the football. And to me, Dak Prescott hasn't been the same since the uh, since his broken leg. Uh, he, he doesn't look like he wants to run with the ball at all. He's hesitant to run, and he can't. Running was a big part of his game because he can't read. 
He can't read a defense well enough in the national, quick enough in the National Football League to make the play. And same thing with Josh Allen. Neither you'll never win with neither one of these guys because even in the big game, even if you got a good running game and your running game is working and your short and your passing game is working, you take away the deep ball. You take away the deep ball and look at Josh Allen. He he refuses to throw the. He's still gonna throw the ball in the coverage deep, deep down the field instead of taking the short, taking what the defense gives you. And that's the sad part, Ryan, about both of those cats. They got paid <laughs> already. Yeah, I don't know. I they still think do nothing. And they haven't done a thing. They got you really paid. haven't done a thing. Josh Allen has led to more success for this horrible he franchise knew. than any quarterback the, since. Georgie, but come to Bills, he was seven years old. The, the, yeah. <laughs> the Bills and the Cowboys are the same team to me. To they me, will he, never get any like, better because they don't know how to spread the love. They'll pay the quarterback, and that's it. They'll forget about everybody else on the darn team. And that's why these guys are getting ready to hiatus out of between Dallas and the Bills. Watch you got their players going to be on different teams next season, George. Because they ain't fooling around with those guys. Real quick, because it is it is time to go to a break. But just to lead, uh, lead into the break with these thoughts here, Josh Allen changed – the whole course of that franchise, they changed. He changed the culture of the Buffalo Bills. Guys like Von Miller would never be going to the Buffalo Bills right. if it were not for Josh Allen at quarterback. Well, so before we keep roasting Josh Allen, that's an unquantifiable metric. There, what he's brought listen, to the Bills behind the scenes. The the quote the the great George Ratney: "The Bills could have drafted Patrick Mahomes if they would have stood pat." He said it the other day: "If they would have stood pat, they had." The pick, but Brandon Bean. What did he do, George? Traded to do something and he ended traded, up. He traded him to Kansas City. He traded the 13th pick and moved down to number 18. And the yep. Bills, the Bills picked uh, Tre'Davious White in that draft, which is a good pick. But you could have had your franchise quarterback at 13 with Patrick Mahomes. And not only that, Brandon Bean. The other, the following year, he traded for Stephon Diggs. Where if he would have stayed at number 22, like with the trade with Minnesota, he would have had Justin Jefferson. And, and people say, well, you don't know. Well, you could tell at LSU that he was going to be a big-time receiver. I thought you knew he was going to be good. I didn't. I was surprised how good he became. Uh, and right now, he's regarded as one of the best in the But, George, you had an inside on scout. Rookie, on his rookie contract. But, George, you had an inside scout. When Julian told us, Julian told us, he said, Dad, Mr. B., He's going to be one of the best. Your son told you that. So really quick, you know, we, we talk about no, he didn't, he these didn't wide receivers. He didn't tell me about Justin Jefferson. I saw oh. Justin Jefferson on my own to recognize that how great Justin Jefferson was going to be. He told me about some of these other guys down there. But Justin Jefferson, just saw how he played that that his junior or senior year at LSU, yep. I knew. I knew. And how he was just playing like a man above boys at, at that time. Uh, at that time at LSU, I knew he was going to come in the league. And for the Bills to trade and get Stephon Diggs, where well, you could have had him come in on a rookie deal and perform like he's performing now, oh, come on, man. Now, that's why the Bills aren't salary cap president, because of their draft picks that Brandon Bean did not pick when he had a chance to really build the team. Now he's now he's really got to scramble because you got to get rid of half of these guys because you're $34 million over the cap. Hey, hey, Ryan, we're going to take, take a quick break, man. And when we come back, we got some more. We're going to talk some basketball. Because um, how come Kyrie don't want to extend this contract with the Brooklyn Nets? I don't understand that. But Ryan going to explain that to me. You listen to what's going on. 
with Nate Brown Jr. and the crew here on Fox Sports The Experience, 12 a.m. in Rochester, New York. We'll be right back. Don't go no place.
dancing at the bottom. I'ma lose my money in it. Crazy that Medulla Obligato get the rubbing on my lap, get the chini out the bottom. Get up, get up. Girl, gon' back it up. Pipe up, I'ma pipe up. Making mine out and fell in love. Choose it thing, make the sign. One more time, baby, do it big. Make it cry, come boo hoo this. Yeah, you super model thing. Then it busting out the bottom. I'ma lose my money in it. If I pull up with a Kerry Washington, that's gonna be an enormous scandal. I could have Naomi Campbell, and still might want me a Stormy Daniels. Sometimes you gotta bag the boss up. I call that taking Corey Gambles. Find yourself up in the food court. You might have to enjoy your sample. All these thoughts on Chris and Mingle, almost what got Tristan single. If you don't ball like him or Kobe, guaranteed that gonna leave you. Hey, time is extremely valuable. And I prefer to waste it on girls is basic. That's just some yay hish. Right now, let's do what we want. Let's have a threesome, you, you and the blunt. I love your cause they prove I can focus on two yeah, things at once. Then I bustin' out the bottom. I'ma lose my money in it. Crazy that I'ma do the obligato. Get the rubbing on my lap, get the chili out the bottom. Get the chili out the bottom. Let me hit it raw like the outcome. Hey, none of us would be here without much. Hey, if it ain't all about the income. Hey, let me see you go ahead and spend some. Hey, if you driving round in some dry fit. Hey, I'ma think that you the type to dry snitch. If I see you pull. All right, everybody, welcome back. To our last segment here, what's going on? The experience here on Fox Sports 1280. And I was asking George off mic, man, with the football coaching carousel in the NFL. They got the new guy, D'Amico um, Ryan. I guess he's at the um, Houston Texans. And I said to George, why can't Eric Bietemi get a job? He's, he's interviewed like every year, but he just sticks at Kansas City, Georgie. What's up? Yeah, I, that's a good question. I think. Uh, uh, I think we, he'll be over to get a chance. I think what happened that for some reason they not allowed them to get the opportunity. They trying to they trying to bag him like he like uh, Andy Reid is still calling the plays. Andy Reid is not calling the plays. He Eric Bieniemy is calling the plays. Matt Nagy used to call the plays, and they hired Matt Nagy had a job. Uh, Doug Peterson uh, used to call the plays for Andy Reid. Uh, Andy Reid and Doug Peterson got a head coaching job. So I don't understand. What's going on with with with? It's something about it's something going on about. I, I, it's something behind the scenes. I, I can't understand what it was, but I do know for a fact that John Wooden was pushing really hard for D'Amico Ryan's, and he was he had conversations with the Houston Texans behind the scenes, and we see D'Amico Ryan's getting a job. Uh, it's got to be something going on with 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 his background or something, but that's that's holding him up. From getting the head coaching job, I have a feeling he's going to be with with one another team next year as offensive coordinator. Then, if he does well there, then there's, there's no reason why. There's still no reason why he, sh he should have a job now as a head coach. But I think if he moves on to somewhere else after this uh, uh, game next week, we'll, we'll see Eric Benemy, uh in a head coaching job in the next couple of seasons. What? 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 Okay, this is like some background stuff that I have read that I forget where it was, but they say he's not very well liked by players i'm this is just this is just what i was reading because they were saying well why is it taking him so long to get a head coaching job and the article was alluding to the fact that he 
he's not as well liked as people think he is amongst the players, and they were like bad mouthing him. Well, he, he's never been well liked because he's a military guy. He's a real oh, okay. here we go. He's a military here guy. We go. When I interviewed him, he talked to me in a fierce way, like he wanted to fight me or something. Like, yeah, okay, so so hey, man, uh, what's up with this dude? I was talking with him. He just was, and that was just on Radio Row uh, uh, during opening night Super Bowl 2019, 2020, the uh, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs versus uh, San Francisco 49ers game. He's very abrasive. But that's okay. So stay right there. So the article that I read, and I can't think of the name of it. It talked about the players were saying that, George, that some players are like, yo, we didn't really want to be around this dude because he talks to you as if you're a child and he talks down to you. And I'm glad you mentioned that because yeah. that's what the article was alluding to. And that's why I take him so long to get a head coaching job because a lot of the guys in the league are like, man, I ain't listening to that crap. Yeah. Yeah, that could be a part of the reason uh... – I think that could be very much a part of the season reason because he does talk with a military tone and a tough. I, and I just got that from five minutes of interviewing him. I, nice interview. He actually smiled at the end, at the end of the interview. But yeah, man, he, he's nobody to play with. I can tell you that right now. Look, he's like a fire hydrant, man. <laughs> I just try to coach Adrian Peterson. My God. Yeah, he might be all he might be all over you, man, in practice or something, man. But hey, you you've had coaches like that, Dick uh, Dicka and all that. But still, the players don't like him. But he, but whatever he's doing is doing right. very well. He he has a Super Bowl uh, ring. They've been in Super Bowl three out of the five years he's been there, Nate. So hey, man, no matter how abrasive he is, give the man a shot, just like you under these but other. That's, that's what I was saying. They haven't done anything. But that's the point I'm making to you. It's like you recycling the same guys, but he doesn't even get a shot. It's like he didn't even get a shot. It's like you were cycling the same old guys. I mean, like, yo, Sean Payton is cool, but come on, dude. I mean, I mean, yeah. let's. I mean, yeah, let's, Sean Payton, yeah. Sean Payton, and uh, McCarthy got the basically the same. They're the same guy. They they right. they're known. They won, but he won. He won. They both won a Super Bowl. They have. A, they both get to the playoffs, but they don't go nowhere when they get to the playoffs with their team. So they're the same guy. It's just Sean Payton is a more shinier, glassier type guy that that people <laughs> like. <laughs> But they you both said, are the same guy. Yeah, you said more shinier, glassier guys than people <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah, than than McCarthy. Yeah. Okay. All right, man. So 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 the NFL's got some situations here. So Georgie, next week, Super Bowl, you're gonna be in Radio Row. Can you do us a favor and yeah. send us some interviews? Oh yes, yeah, gonna be flooded with interviews. I definitely see some interviews and see if I can get uh, Darren uh, from uh, ESPN and see about some other guys I can get on the air for next week's show as well. Okay, well, just let us know, right, Ryan? That's right. We're excited. We got an, a week ahead of us. And everybody out there listening, we appreciate you listening. And you can follow us on Instagram at what's going on underscore Fox Sports. We're cramming these pages with content, gentlemen. Hey, hey Ryan, don't you, don't you got to sell some cows? Yeah, well, that is uh, that is part of what we do here at Gruntworks. But we talked to – we played a little Gruntworks commercial. Shouts to our friends down in Ocala, Florida, giving back to the veterans – uh, Gruntworks, if you want to buy meat, get it from them. And check Got us it. out on YouTube, Real Deal Sports Show on YouTube. Subscribe it. Subscribe to us on YouTube, Real Deal Sports Show. And also, if you want to go to Facebook and see all the videos over there as well, Facebook, George Radney, uh, Facebook, Real Deal Sports Show, you'll see it there as well. But especially on YouTube, subscribe. Check us out every Saturday, 8 to 9 a.m., WLGZ HD2, The Beat, 105.5, 8 to 9 a.m., live through your speakers. Check us out. You want to win some money? 
Check me out next week because people don't want a hell of a lot of money from the Rad Man and his crew I did. this season. Had outstanding, I did. outstanding numbers this season. If you want to win some money, check us out next weekend when we give our Super Bowl predictions. All right, man. Until next week, folks. Thanks for hanging with us. If God spares our life, peace.